Like, it doesn't matter how hard you try, there's just something that's going to be lost. Like, the universe is just tax on people for not staying in the same place for long enough. It's insane. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. But this is a story not of the universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 470. I'm your host, David C. Robertson, and this is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. All right, so uh, I guess it's, it's been about a month. It's Yeah, it's we're getting it rounds up. Even with February a, being short. Yeah, it's, it's been close to a month mm-hmm. since we've done a news episode. Um, so we're going to hit the highlights, or try to hit the highlights. Um, if you guys have sent us, uh, a lot of people have sent us some, you know, uh, congratulations on my wedding. Um, different pieces of, of fan feedback, or listener feedback, however you want to put it. Um, some about Gotham, some about different shows. I have not caught up on any of my shows. Like, I'm not caught up at all, so we're not covering any of that. Uh, thank you for all the well wishes. Effie Ophelder of uh, Stealing the Remote uh, sent us these really cool, uh, this Nightwing and Batgirl statue um, as a wedding gift to me and my wife. Awesome. They were thank badass. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Um, all right. So anyway, we're going to jump into this. Uh, some of this might be not as relevant, but, you know. I, I tried to cut out the stuff that wasn't relevant anymore. Yeah. <laughs> also, this episode's going to sound weird because the Dave Cave is still in beta mode. So, uh, I, <laughs> it's, 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 I, okay, I have a sock on my on my microphone, full disclosure. I yeah. can't find my pop filters. The the proper <laughs> equipment is still, still buried between homes. All right, so let's see. We've got sock filter. Uh, uh-huh. Dave Cave... Uh, We'll call zero point five. Uh, we were mm-hmm. sick for two weeks. Um, I'm still sick. We're still bit. at the back end of it, personally. Uh, something about a marriage, and we haven't yeah, there was a marriage. quite been able to catch up enough to like to completely catch up on fan Is that all the disclosures? I think that's all the disclaimers. That's just, uh, that's those are the qualifiers for this yeah. episode. All right, so the, um, you'll be mad at this point with a mixture of highlights and s- kind of dim lights that my lights were are once off. high. But oh. now have been three or four weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, pushing forward. Yeah. All right. So uh, the rap actually recorded, uh, recorded, reported. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a minute. Yeah. Pushing I the always off. did this. <laughs> so we never uh, apparently got this. Right. No, no. So this insider uh, told the rap that one following the disappoint the disappointing uh, box office of Justice League. That uh, the secondary characters, so like Nightwing, Deathstroke, you know, Lobo, Batgirl, etc., are uh, not really priorities for the studio, and that they're going to be pushing more into like developing the core members of the Justice League, which some would argue they should have been doing the entire time before Justice League, but. <clears throat> You know, uh, uh, you know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about all that. Yeah, it's a whole <laughs> anymore. 
That's a whole different hypothetical <laughs> waste of time. But, um, so, I'm not sure that's true, because we, we've gotten other reports that I'll talk about later about other uh, solo outings that are apparently still going. Um, also, the, though, in that report, they're saying that if the AT&T merger uh, doesn't go through with Warner Brothers, like if the Department of Justice like stops that, then potentially Time Warner could be broken up into different parts and sold separately as like Warner Brothers, HBO, and Turner. And some are saying that like, oh no, Disney's going to buy DC Comics. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where people were getting that. I don't, I don't either. Like. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I'm not among the people who think like, oh, Warner uh, or Marvel has sucked since DC bought it. Star Wars has sucked since DC, uh, I mean, since uh, Disney bought it. Yeah. I, I don't think Disney has done anything egregious with any of it. So I wouldn't care if they bought DC Comics, even if that was a real possibility, which I don't believe it is. I, I just there's so. I, there's so much speculation that I don't even know where to start unpacking it. Like, I, I don't even know where to begin. Honestly, like, I'm kind of just... I'm I'm in the camp that feels like if Disney were to buy DC Comics, if they had DC Films in, in their roster, mm-hmm. I would just be excited for the possibility of Marvel versus DC and a possible Amalgam Universe line of films. There's nothing wrong with that, that dream. That's yeah, fine. I mean... But Disney you know. just... Even for Disney... And I know even for Disney, they just spent uh-huh. so much money. Yeah, they did. That would be a lot more money. And there's no, it would there's, be. There, on top of that, there's no telling how they're going to break up the divisions. No. I, I, they, I mean, they could break down into nice, neat little things like Wonder Entertainment. And, you know, I, it, it, yeah. it could be like, here's three or four blocks and it's all there. Or it could, I don't know, they could go to the auction house with it. Who knows? Well, even, even if it was broken up into parts as that's, Warner Brothers. That's even period, to speculate HBO. that they're going to sell. Yeah, but if it if the merger doesn't go through and they were broken up as Warner Brothers, period, HBO, period, Turner, mm-hmm. period, uh, DC Comics, DC Films is still under Warner Brothers, so it would likely stay at Warner Brothers. Like, yeah, that would be the hypothetical on the now. It it, uh, it would it's still under their under their purview, mm-hmm. and I think I don't know. I, I I've never seen the contract, but it sounds like they own it outright, so they could make it part of another one if they wanted to, I suppose, but. I mean, if someone bought Warner Brothers, someone like Disney, and we're, I'm saying Disney, it would probably wind up being Comcast or some weird crap. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> it's going to be, gonna be like, <laughs> Yahoo, back from the grave. Yeah. <laughs> Adds a chunk to Yahoo uh, screen or whatever that was called for a minute there. Yeah. That's gone away now. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, you know, I'm not worried about this. I don't think anything will happen with it. I, I don't. I don't necessarily foresee the the AT and T Warner Brothers merger following uh, falling through. Even if it does, I don't think you know anyone's gonna. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think Disney's going to grab Warner Brothers. No, that's that's a big old that's a big old stretch. Yep. All right. So uh, DC Films has a new vice president of production named uh, Chantel Nong, and uh, this is this comes to us via the Hollywood Reporter. And she is going to oversee the development and production management of the company's slate. And will be reporting directly to uh, DC Films' Walter Hamada. And um, she's been working with Warner Brothers since 2011. And uh, she's got a few films in her roster. Godzilla, The Intern, Crazy Rich Asians, and 300 Rise of an Empire. 
Um, so, uh, you know, whatever. That sounds good. Sounds like there's some stuff there. I didn't like Godzilla. I've never seen The Intern or Crazy Rich Asians. I never even saw 300 Rise of an Empire. Mm-mm. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, yeah. Negative on all that. Also, it's hard to tell from her position what she oversaw, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's happened. I guess we'll have another person to point the finger at if something goes wrong. Yeah. I think that that's the only <laughs> thing we're sure about is like, yep, that's another person that we can blame later if we don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter has a new doll to kick around. That's yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah. Right there with old Emmerich mm-hmm. and Sujihara. Mm-hmm. It was more and more like you know I I was like on our honeymoon I didn't have I didn't have Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and that may have been a bit of a mixed blessing because as soon as I got back it was just like I got back on Twitter and it was just like Twitter just has had made several new voodoo dolls mm-hmm. they were pricking them and burning them. <laughs> yeah, that like, makes sense. Oh, what fresh hell! That makes sense. It's like if you were a scientist and you left you left your lab like alone for a week and came back and there was an entirely new uh, like rapacious virus that you'd mm-hmm. you'd not anticipated when you left. Mm-hmm. And it's like I hadn't been caught up all week, so I just like it's like I just returned to campus and there's just a bunch of things burning in effigy. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, 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 what are we protesting? Oh. Hold on, I missed something. I missed something. <laughs> Apparently there was a Green Lantern thing that we're not going to talk about because it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So over to some Justice League uh, fun, I guess, if they were calling it that na- anymore. I don't know. Um, there was the, that deleted scene that they released with Superman walking through the fortress and he sees the black suit and then he turns away from the black suit mm-hmm. over to, you know, the colorful suit. Uh Smalls over on Twitter, or Nick Albright on Vero, posited the idea that the scene was meant to call back to a line in Man of Steel. All these changes you're going through, one day you're going to think of them as a blessing. And when that day comes, you're going to have to make a choice. A choice of whether to stand proud in front of the human race or not. And as Smalls puts it, Clark deliberately chooses to return to his classic red and blue suit instead of the dark black suit. And uh, Zack Snyder responded to him on on Vero and says, I think, of course, it's that, what you said, and that now in one sense, he has been born twice, once on Krypton, once on Earth, and it is this reality that he now is starkly aware of as he moves through the ship. That's that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope, yeah. I, I don't even know what to add to that. I, I just, that's, I, yeah. I, as, it, as it goes, I, I, more and more, I'm, I'm hoping there is a Snyder cut. <laughs> I never had anything against it. Being around. It gets released. Yeah. I'd I'd totally watch it if it comes out. I'm just still dubious about it. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, So, Justice League, you know, they they had the problem with the mustache. Everybody knows about the mustache. Sure. Um, (laughs) Zack Snyder was on uh, Vero, uh, and he shared a picture of himself, and he has this full, big, bushy beard. And he says, guess I got to shave this thing. And a fan responded, or you could just remove it via CGI. Ha, 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 ha. Mm-hmm. And he responds, we all know that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just really enjoyed that. Yep. I, I'd um, have been disappointed if he hadn't teed that. He was just teed up. You got you to gotta hit that one. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Did you Have you seen that Like he's been releasing all these pictures of shots from Justice League that weren't in the movie? Like... 
Jason uh, Momoa in the flatbed of an old pickup, and Kirsty Clemens as Iris West against the fence, and Ezra Miller. Mi- Ezra Miller was wearing glasses and had a black freighter T-shirt. And there's a shot of Lois and Martha at the Kent Farm drinking coffee or tea or something, some hot beverage, and uh, says uh, some people are talking about it might be an uh, alternate version of where Martha meets Lois at the planet, you know, otherwise known as the thirsty scene. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a new shot of Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Cyborg and Flash with Car- uh, Clark's casket at like the the, the gravesite. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few days ago, he actually that's posted, actually like, the only one I've a... seen. Oh really? I, I yeah. have heard rumblings of the other ones. I just that's the only one I've physically seen. I yeah. um I don't know if it's going to actually help me, but my my copy of Justice League only arrived today. Mm. Yeah. I, I haven't I, bought I, it yet. I came home and I feel bad. did this, so now I don't have time to watch that. Yeah. So I feel bad because I didn't pre-order it because I've I've been busy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I just for, I just didn't think about it, and then I realized that it came out. Justice League came out on Blu-ray like today or yesterday or something. Oh well, yeah, I, I don't have it. I, you know, good news is there'll be plenty of copies available because people are swearing they're not going to buy it by the droves. So you'll be fine. Don't worry about yeah. scarcity. No, I'm not. I'm not worried about that. If anything, wait a couple weeks. Let's see where the yeah. price is. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, he also, you know, Snyder also posted like a picture of a, of his thumb with a cut on it, you know, and people are trying to say like in the midst of all these other pictures that he's trying to hint at the Snyder cut. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I have to admit uh, like that is that is a clever reference if that's what he did. Uh-huh. And it makes way more sense than like Look, Vimo, I have an ouchie. Vero. Vero, sorry. I, <laughs> I, I like the idea of a grown man posting a, a, a small cut. There's got to be something there. It wasn't small, man. It was big. It was a decent cut. It was a decent cut. Yeah. All right. I think it was an old. It was an old picture, though. I think. I'm not sure. See, if remember. it's an old picture, that goes back to the the tease. Mm-hmm. Better evidence mm-hmm. for it. Did uh did you happen by any chance to see this uh the retro trailer like the Super Friends trailer for Justice League for the Blu-ray release they put out uh officially put out No. Well, no, I can't no, no, find no. it anywhere. I was going to send you a copy of it mm-hmm. or a link to it or whatever, but I couldn't find it because they have taken it down. Like it, and I I saw it got a huge amount of backlash, which I was confused by because I watched it and I was delighted. They had like you, the old schools, like Aquaman. You Superman, sent me something, you know. You sent me something a few days ago that by the time, like, you sent it to me at like five forty in the morning, and by six ten in the morning, when I was like awake and was wondering what that was, it was already like attachment unavailable. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a bummer because I mean, a lot of the fans have like really just like hated on it and attacked it. I thought it was fun. Mm. I thought it was fun and funny. It was humorous. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but then I guess I'm, I'm one of these fans that can, you know, enjoy several different versions of a thing, which is um, a skill. You set. wouldn't know it to hear. Our, you wouldn't know it to hear our Dark Knight Rises review, but I understand. I am that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's becoming harder and harder to defend that you're that guy, not you yeah. in particular, like any of us. It's just it's gotten so divisive in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Although I swear I'm starting to see a tilt back a little bit. A tilt back towards what? I a little less of the. You know, petitions begetting petitions and a little more of the like, okay, okay, if you hate it, that's fine, just stay in your camp and I'll be fine. Like, I think there's maybe like a detente. Hmm. Like, like the, the foxholes have, have been dug and people are starting to run out of ammunition and it's kind of cold and everyone's hungry. 
and we just want to chill and, and just sleep tonight. I don't, I, you know what? I went on my honeymoon and I came back. I was, I was excised from the world and I came back and all I know is Honest Trailers is now talking to, make, making fun of Justice League by talking about how they didn't utilize the intricate plotting of Batman v Superman. And I'm like, really? That's precisely the thing everyone slammed it for. Like, yeah, like, but specifically Honest Trailers. When, but didn't they bring up like honest, a 51 point diagram about, and then make, was that them? I mean, what, wasn't Screen Junkies and, and all these other sites, people who are making fun of Batman v Superman for not having a plot? <laughs> there was a lot of that. I don't, but then there was a I lot, like, there was another whole subcurrent of, <laughs> but, yeah, but Lex's plan was so ornate and complex that it, that it's just, uh-huh. it's impossible. And then and, and here's the 100-point plan he actually put in place. And here's 3,000 reasons that 100 points wouldn't have worked and stuff. Uh-huh. So you had that, and then the plot, and then, I don't know. It was it was a weird thing to sit back and listen to. Is like someone saying there was no plot for this movie except Lex had this thing completely overplotted. Okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm whatever. Yeah. I don't remember if it was actually Screen Junkies. I just I know I came back and I was like, wait, BVS is the thing that you liked now? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm sorry. If this was a class, who's the scale student? Where is where like where's the bar, man? Yeah. What am I to achieve? I don't know. Suppose we've gotten lost in it all. And now with yeah. our time off, we've gotten existential about the whole thing. Mm. So uh, Batgirl's gotten pretty weird, right? True that. A lot of stuff's happened. Uh... <laughs> happened and not, I guess. Or... <laughs> I guess we're going to look at the timeline here. I, I don't... I don't. All right, so look. February 20th, Hollywood Reporter reports that Warner Brothers is hiring uh, Chantel Nong, as I already mentioned. And February 22nd, Hollywood Reporter informs us that Joss Whedon has dropped out of the Batgirl project. Whedon says, Batgirl is such an exciting project and Warner Brothers DC such collaborative and supportive partners that it took me months to realize I really didn't have a story. I'm grateful to Jeff Johns and uh, Warner Brothers, uh, Warner's Picture Group President uh, Toby Emmerich and everyone who was so welcoming when I arrived and so understanding when I, uh, is there a sexier word for failed? Um, I don't, I don't believe that line. I don't believe that he didn't have a story. I, uh, I, I, I think they uh, pull, pull, pushed him away. I, honestly, after the uh, well, after the allegations of, of uh, all the infidelity with his wife, mm-hmm. and Justice League was so roundly uh, pummeled. I, I think they asked him to step away because he's hurting the brand. Yeah, I think that's what happened. I got to give him uh, credit for a good line. I like the, uh, is there a better word for, uh, is there a sexy word for failed? I, I just, I like the yeah. line. Yeah, it's fun. It's funny. It's Whedon. But, but it's not even the circumstantial stuff. It's just like intrinsically Whedon. I don't believe he didn't have a story. If yeah. anything, if anything, I'm willing to believe that he maybe had a story and kind of crawled up his own butt with it and couldn't find his way out. Mm. Now, February 23rd, Variety tells us that Whedon, despite his assertion that he was lost at sea, had a plan to adapt the comics introduction of Batgirl, Detectives 359, the million-dollar debut of Batgirl. Um, that story was written originally by Gardner Fox and Carmine Infantino, and Barbara dresses as what would have to be called a Batgirl, interrupts Killer Moth uh, and kidnapping Bruce Wayne, meets Batman, foils Batman's plans only to save him and Robin later, and then departs, leaving the dynamic duo to wonder when they would see her again. Uh, now, on the same day, though, uh, bad feminist author uh, Roxanne Gay tweeted, 
uh, at Warner Brothers, hey, DC Comics, I can write your Batgirl movie, no problem. And Michelle Wells, a VP for the WB Entertainment, asked her to send her an email if she was serious. Roxanne said she was and promised that they would be in touch. And February 27th, the rap reports that Warner Brothers has, quote, no imminent plans to replace Whedon. This is based on, quote, an individual with knowledge of the project. And to be precise, they reported, quote, there are no imminent plans to attach a new filmmaker to the Batman spinoff after Whedon exited last week. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, it was a whirlwind, right? Yeah, man. And, you know, uh, there there have been subsequent reports that... Uh, it's gone back and forth. Like, oh, the side characters that's important to us right now. Oh, the, the side characters we're not, we're not as worried. And then, like, you, what was it? Like uh, six, eight weeks ago, we we were talking about revealing slides, and everyone had a name. And then some of those slides apparently aren't mentioned now, and it's just mm-hmm. it's been back and forth. And, you know, there there are actual there are reports that uh, Warner Brothers is looking for a a woman to uh, helm the movie and. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what's right and what's wrong. I don't know what's happening anymore. Not either. Or if it even is. I I, I don't either. Um, I gotta say, like, if you're Warner Brothers, you just made the most successful, you know, woman helmed film ever. Mm-hmm. Maybe give that another go. Worked out once. Yeah, Try it I, out. I do. I'm not opposed to it, but I also worry. Like, and this is with anything. I worry that. <laughs> Uh, Warner Brothers is just going to be reactionary and be like, oh, female director. They'll all be female directors. As long as it's, you know, like, we'll only do female superheroes and they'll all be helmed by females. And, because that's what Warner Brothers does until yeah, that's it the, fails. And then they go, oh, that's not what the people want anymore. Yeah. Um, Let's just copy it. They, you know what like, I mean? They have, like, they have generaliz- like, as a unit, they have generalization problems. They overgeneralize, then they, yeah. then they uh, isolate at weird rates. Like, I don't trust them, and when I say them, I mean the WWE executive team in general. I don't trust them to like use nuance in their thinking patterns. So kind of, I think the best outcome is for them to look at the Patty Jenkins cells and go, well, it worked, and then put it in the hands of somebody who's maybe an upcoming female director and be like, we trust you, and let that person make their film. Because, at that point, they'll be putting it in the hands of someone that they've qualified as like, nope. This worked before, and we're going to let it work again. And then maybe mm-hmm. that person can make a cogent film and not let them fuck with it. Maybe. That, I you think know, that's I, the like that's how it plays out is like the best bet. Because I feel like if they wishy-wash and go back and forth and, oh, we're going to talk to the uh, bad feminist writer, and then nothing ever came of that and blah, blah, blah. And, which, there's a whole series of hot take articles, I'm sure, that can be used for that. Like, it, it, instead of all the back and forth and them thinking too hard about it, I would like it if they just didn't think so hard. And gave it to someone kind of capable and said, do your thing. And then got the fuck out of the way. It's the one thing I think all of us can agree on. They need to get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, as much as it, as, as, uh, I think, uh, as strange as it is for me, a fan who has a podcast, who gives opinions about all this stuff, as, as, uh, as strange as it is, is, as it is for me to say, I think the fans need to get the get the hell out of the way too. Oh yeah, we're shooting ourselves in the foot hard, hard. Uh, case in point, the internet uh, the internet uh, pretty much just melted down because there was a rumor, and it turned out to be true. By the way, uh, Patty Jenkins has announced it. Kristen Wiig is going to be Cheetah in Wonder Woman two. I like Kristen Wiig. I think she's hilarious. I've seen her in in dramatic performances, and she was wonderful. 
I mean, um, the girl can act. And don't get me wrong, there's a difference in a lot of ways, I guess, between like a dramatic performance and, you know, kind of a supervillain performance. I, I get that. But mm-hmm. first of all, should there be? Second, it sh- sure looks like a talented actor that might give us a fresh take. <sighs> I, I, yeah. I, I was I mean, kind of I understand. About it. Yeah, I understand the fear that it's going to be like another mustache twirler because that was like the big red flag with Wonder Woman. Like if there was anything to complain about with that movie, it was that the villains were like terribly off tone. Like with the rest of the film, they were not really very well rounded. They were, you know, just kind of, and you know, that was the one of the big complaints about BVS is that uh, Lex was a little too funny. I don't know why, but everyone everyone's so worried were, about like they were seriousness. Just, yeah, they were super super worked up about that. But here's here's my 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 rebuttal is like every version of Cheetah I've ever seen bores the ever loving hell out of me because she's always just uh-huh. this like licking the blood <laughs> off her claws. Yeah, I, she's just she's rote. The character herself is rote. Like I was bored when they decided they were going to use Cheetah. Now they're telling me uh-huh. we're going to use Cheetah and we have Kristen Wiig in mind. Oh, oh, dear sir, you have my interest. Right. I, you know, I don't care about Cheetah very much myself. I, uh, you know, they're they're, <laughs> they're saying that it's probably going to be the ba- Barbara Ann Minerva version. I can't imagine they're going to like stick with the same. I, well, I would hope they wouldn't stick with the same origin because she was an anthropologist and she basically becomes possessed with a Cheetah god. <laughs> After like stumbling upon a lost city and and getting in the middle of an of an ancient ritual, that just that just sounds so much like Enchantress to me. It, I don't even want to see it. Yeah, that's the major criticism. There is like we've done that one. Of course, that didn't we've stop, done that you know, one. Steppen, and it was in a movie where we. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But like we've done that particular origin story, <laughs> and then it came out in a movie that was in a lot of ways well liked. Except, guess what? Uh-huh. The villains. Yeah, it's. It's 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 a problem with this genre of movies. It just is like it, you don't run across great villains a lot. They don't have time to flesh them out. They don't bother sometimes. It's and sometimes mm-hmm. the motivations are just you know what what the hell are we doing with ourselves? Kind of motivations. It's a problem with the industry and how we make these yeah. movies. But again, you tell me we have a villain I'm not interested in, and then you tell me we have a, a casting that makes no damn sense. Suddenly my interest is peaked. I'm not annoyed. I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, so that hashtag show is uh, saying that Wonder Woman 2, quote, will follow Diana Prince into the 1980s where she will somehow reunite with Steve Trevor to take on the now dissolved Soviet Union. Um, apparently Cheetah will be in the mix. Uh, it's also been you know reported that uh, they had offered Cheetah to Emma Stone and she turned it down. Uh, you know, I, I've seen Emma Stone as, as Gwen Stacy. I don't need to see her in another comic book movie. I I mean I'm I good I like her I'll I'd take it but you know I I do kind of believe the rumor because I feel like they are the same I'm not not trying to pigeonhole but there's a wide category of actress that they are both usable for mm-hmm. like I'm not sure what they have on their casting call but I feel like those two probably hit several of the marks yeah I gotta be honest I'm not interested in the 1980s Soviet Union crap I just don't care about yeah, it yeah that sounds a little boring. It all sounds boring. But I don't. I don't. I don't. No, at no. this point, I'm at a point in my life where like I'm bored by World War anything movies, and I still enjoyed Wonder Woman. So what are you gonna do? Well, yeah. uh, now uh, Charles Robin talked to ComicBook.com and uh, said that Wonder Woman two is apparently about to shoot in the summer. 
He says, we're in what I would call development of the screenplay. We finally, I think, have a good story to tell. Not kind of. We do believe we have a good story to tell. And then we're also just moving out of what normally we would call soft prep into the hard to prep. Into hard prep. Ugh. Mm. Uh, we're hoping to start shooting this, the movie around, uh, sorry, uh, the movie sometime this summer and hope to have it out by the end of 19. That sounds fine. Yeah, you know, sounds great. I'm, I'm good. That's, uh, it's cool that it's moving along and I hope that it, uh, like, I don't, I don't care about World War II or World War One movies necessarily like you. Um, I liked Wonder Woman enough. I really loved it. I, I mean, I wasn't particularly interested in any of the stuff. Like it, it, the elevator pitch for that would have would have bored me, but the movie I liked. So, yeah, I don't trust my instincts on this one. Nor should I. I come on, man. It's it's just, we're just talking about setting. Like make make your movie, tell your yeah. story. If it's good, I'll I'll like it. Yeah, I mean, uh, there certainly is something that could be fun or exciting to me about having it set in the '80s because I like the '80s. The- <laughs> There are a lot of good jokes to be had for it. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I, I really, I do hope that Steve Trevor doesn't come back, though. I really do. His death was really meaningful. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it shouldn't be messed with. Mm. That's what I'll say. Yeah, it was, it was a All good right, death. So, uh, Just let, let him be. Take it with a grain of salt. Remember what good things were said about Batman v Superman. But uh, a number of people are reporting that very good things are being said about Aquaman. That oh man, this is going to be great. It's a lot of uh, a lot of quote unquote insiders, a lot of sources over at Warner Brothers right. talking up Aquaman. Jeff Snyder over at uh, Meet the Movie Press talked about it. Said uh, put it, it reportedly the action scenes put Wonder Woman and Justice League to shame. Of course, they've got to tear down Wonder Woman and Justice League uh, to to talk about Aquaman. Um, <laughs> It's so exhausting. Um, it is. It like it's just I don't even care. Uh, Umberto Gonzalez has said, "I heard it was great, man. Someone else told me it was a palate cleanser for them for DC. What's happened with, with the Zack Snyder films? So high hopes for that one in Shazam." Uh, Jeff Snyder says, "I heard that it plays like an Indiana Jones movie, and that the action puts Wonder Woman and Justice League to shame." Um, and that would make sense. James Wan is an experienced action director. I would expect the action to be uh, to really be awesome. And the fact that I imagine a lot of it is going to be underwater too is a different element that we've seen in a lot of these movies. Um, over on Collider Movie Talk, John Roca uh, talked about Aquaman, and he says he's hearing the same optimistic things from actually from comic book writer uh, Mark Andreco. He says, I was talking to Mark Andreco last week, this time last week, and he said, I'm hearing rumblings that it's a fantastic film. Uh, so, I don't know. A lot of a lot of people are saying it, man. Uh, I There's a little bit of hope for it. No. As far as I'm concerned. No. I, no? I, it's, it's not even that there's no hope. I have the exact amount of hope or disdain as I did before. I oh, okay. could not, if I searched the globe and the spaces surrounding it, could not find a fuck for any of that. <laughs> All right. It was just we've gone we've done that dance. Yeah, we have. So the Aquaman Shrine is reporting that uh, there's uh, there's apparently going to be a big change with Mera uh, in the comics. She was engaged to uh, the King of Zabel, Nereus, and uh, they're saying that in the movie she uh, she will be uh, Nereus's uh, daughter. I can't imagine anyone giving a crap. I don't even register that as a big deal, but. But I don't either. I'm not qualified 
to do so. I I just don't I don't I'm not I, I don't have enough Aquaman knowledge to really register that. I, that subtlety doesn't really hit my radar. Yeah, like I mean, I can make a joke about you know them them folks down in Atlantis. Yeah, how they <laughs> engaged to their daddy. Yeah, but um, <laughs> that's that's really all I'd have. I, I, I don't know what I don't know. That one's beyond my levels of of subtlety here. Yeah. All right, over to Shazam. You want to talk about the uh, the leaked pictures? Sure. Have you seen any of them? the The costume, I it looks amazing to me. It looks fine. I everybody's upset. I feel like this is uh, an addendum to lot the internet are. blowing up and the fans shooting our own selves in the foot. Yeah, absolutely. They're like, oh, it looks like a you know cosplay. They all do. They all do in the broad daylight. Did you see the pictures for the Avengers or Age of Ultron or anything? Any in, movie. in the Avengers, they didn't even change it. It just looked like cosplay in the movie. I was fine with that. <laughs> Who the hell cares? A lot of cosplay looks really good. It's this is what things look like in the in broad daylight. Like the <laughs> pictures for the Dark Knight Rises were so bad that Conan made fun of them. Yeah, but they looked bad in the movie. That's not really. That's it's not an argument. It's a different for us. topic. <laughs> Whether that scene looked bad, actually, that scene didn't look as bad as the actual set photos looked because they it they didn't. shot it differently, and it didn't look like Christian Bale was a foot and a half shorter than his <laughs> the person who was battling. But I just it's just it's a, it's a, it's a set it's a, it's a set photo like yeah, there's like, full like natural daylight had... on it. No one's in control of that. No one's in control of the angle. No one's done any of the after effects that you're gonna have. None no, of it. No, no, no. None of it. It. it... It cracks me up. It's like every time fandom has to relearn the lesson. It's like they put out the picture. Everyone, no, no, it looks bad. No, it doesn't even look bad. It looks great. It looks like the big red cheese, man. It, it does. Did you see the? Did you see the freaking clasps that were holding onto his cape? They had tiny little tigers in them. Oh, that's good. I didn't notice that. I think they're little tiny talkie little tiny Tony. Oh. <laughs> I would love to think so. I'd love to think that yeah. he was going to make an appearance, but I don't know. Oh, man. That would make me very oh, happy. <laughs> but. I mean, they, I, I really like the New 52 version where, like, he just makes a tiger at the zoo into a humanoid, like, gives him Shazam powers, but. Oh, that is nice. Or, well, he just, yeah, he just granted him, threw him powers, you know. That's cool. Yeah, I, I could do that. Yeah. I didn't know that one. Yeah. We don't need, like, the weird Golden Age versions or anything, just. But I I like I like Talkie Tawny. Yeah, it's a fun character. Um, but I, there's a bigger point to me where like we can disagree, I guess, about the random <laughs> set photos from what. If I'm being honest, as a Samsung user, uh huh, look like Samsung photos. They're not even up to iPhone quality photos. <laughs> Perfectly willing to admit that I have a, a an inferior product for picture tech. Mm. Just. We're 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 nitpicking photos of Shazam. A little perspective, yeah. people. And did you did you see what Boss Logic did? Boss Logic like put like took that one picture, the close up picture, and then he put like a little mustache on him. No. <laughs> and and uh, Zachary Levi uh, posted it and said, uh, t- told Henry Cavill, "I feel you, boo." That's good. <laughs> And uh, and hashtag uh, shaz- Shazagnum PI. <laughs> I almost I almost couldn't say it. <laughs> you should you and, should be able to. And 
And, and Cavill responded, The wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, the mustache of legend. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well played, boys. Again, again, we're... It's a, we have a Shazam movie. Calm your... Just calm down. Calm down and let it play out. Yeah, I like how suddenly everyone's, like, angry. All, About there are all these five rabid... points of a Shazam movie. Yeah. Everyone's like angry and like, oh, I'm a huge Shazam fan. I've been a Shazam fan. Shut up. You have no, not. you weren't. There are there are no such things. It's I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong saying that. Yeah, come on. I was, I'm a Shazam fan, but oh, come on, guys. Come on. We get a Shazam movie. Let's just just take a second. Just breathe. Breathe twice. Look at the picture again. Wait six months for the picture to get some effects. We'll talk again. We'll talk again at that point. That's yeah. my prescription. Now, over to Flashpoint. That hashtag show. Uh, they did. They came out and they said some stuff about the what they believed were possible story elements for Flashpoint, and um, that it would involve Captain Cold, Heatwave, and Caitlin Snow. Um, that would re- involve Barry investigating the death of Johnny Quick, uh, Jonathan Chambers, mm-hmm. uh, but and Eobard Thaw would be involved. But uh, it does. The article does say that the information predates the news. Uh, that the Spider-Man Homecoming writers John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein were directing, which, by the way, Daly went on Twitter and said is happening and put a little gif of a flash running up a mountain. So who knows if that story, if, if the plot thing is going to happen. But And I read that article and it just, it, it's 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 rambling, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Like it, It's as though it someone threw in every term that might get searched. Even as though someone might want someone to click on it. All right, so over to Nightwing. There are a bunch of rumors swirling about that Nightwing uh, director Chris McKay was going to be popping off to do Dungeons & Dragons. Um, He says, on Twitter, he says, I'm pretty sure WB are going to have to fire me if they want me to leave Nightwing. Uh, Now, another exciting piece of news. Um, Someone on Twitter, Ian Griffin says to uh, Chris McKay, whatever costume they keep or go with, can we all agree that white eyes or lenses needs to be a staple going forward with a live-action bat family? Look at that left mask uh, on Chris McKay's profile picture, Mm -hmm. which is Nightwing. I see your profile picture. Please make it happen. Chris McKay says, agreed. Absolutely. I have wanted white eyes on these characters in the movies for for my entire life. Deadpool was the first one to fully realize that. Yeah, I know Nolan had the little, like, lens whites, and so did uh, Snyder and BVS, but they ain't do that shit right. Man, it's supposed to be like Deadpool. <sighs> I, was, I was hoping you'd bring up Deadpool. It was plenty expressive. It really was. Well... I don't know if it'd work as much on a more subtle character, but on Deadpool, who's gesticulating wildly the entire time anyway, it was, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, even like if we just have like no no pupil in the eye with Batman, and he just squints, you're like, oh shit, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, come on, yeah, come on. No, I'm I'm down with this idea. Super down with are. this idea. <laughs> Got your bat, right, so, buddy. Uh, uh, that asshole John Campia or whatever his name is said uh, he came out and said, "Oh, there's going to be some big DC film news that you got that fans won't like yeah. in the next month or month or year or whatever." He's full of shit. 
Everybody freaked out and thought that because Matt Reeves has a new uh, Netflix deal, that means that he's not going to be doing the Batman movies. Uh, now, insiders close to uh, Warner Brothers, and, and they talked to the rap, and they said, it's not true. Matt Reeves is doing it. He's not true. He's writing away. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Reeves even responded on Twitter and said, uh, it ain't so. He's doing it. He had a little smiley face and a bat and a thumbs up. Um, yes, that was marred by Josh Gad commenting with a gif of penguins. Nice. What the hell are you getting at, man? Stop. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait your turn. <laughs> All right. So over to the non-DCEU, apparently, the Joker film. Uh, the rap is reporting that the Joker film, directed by Todd Phillips, Happening in the 80s will depict Joker as a failed 1980s comedian who turns to crime after bombing time and time again. Um, And this doesn't feel true to me, and I hope it's not. But especially since they're like, oh, this this is why Martin Scorsese is involved. Because he's he's produced the project and he has tackled this subject matter before in 82's King of Comedy with Robert De Niro. And... This movie is this Joker movie's gonna gonna mention that and gonna make references to to King of Comedy. That, that just sounds like a dumpster fire, guys. Please don't do that. Not loving that one. Like no. the, it's a fine backstory, but the, I don't know. The most gripping advantage of that backstory is that at the end of the book that tells it, he says, "That's how I remember it." Some days, I like to think of it as multiple choice. Yeah. The fact that it's not set in stone is the major point. So if you just give me a feature film where it's not set in stone, I'm having trouble caring. Mm-hmm. Especially if all you're going to do is regurgitate a tell that, I, I mean, for better or worse, I did see in theaters, like two years ago. Yeah. And, you know, there was a Joaquin Phoenix, who's been rumored to be involved with this Joker mm-hmm. film, was talking to the uh, French publication Allocine, and... Sure said, what movie about a Joker? I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, but he's a good actor, so he might be, you know, just lying. Might be playing coy. He, he looks genuine to me, but, um, He does sometimes. Know, he's he's, a, good he's a good actor, but... He's very good actor. The same guy that went on, he's a- um... God, I forget what show, but it, and I think it was his hairdresser he said he had gotten abruptly married to or something. And then, like, 24 hours later, was like, ah, I just wanted the audience to like me. Yeah. Like, major life news apparently can happen in this guy's... Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> interviews, and yeah, just trying to play aside. Don't worry about it. He 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 also went on Late Show with David Letterman a few years back, and just completely pretended to be like this like stoned out like crazy like quiet person that was from a movie that he did. Yeah, he was just it was just all promotional thing. I forget which movie it was. he was. He was uh, was it the one where he was going to be a rapper? Uh, I don't think so, hmm. but was, I don't know. I, can't I think keep that was another one where it was like he was going to play a rapper in a movie and then he just, that was how he did his interviews for like a year was as some quiet, mm-hmm. some kind of quiet dude that raps, I guess. I don't know. It was weird. He's got like a big beard. What, what I'm talking about is he's got like sunglasses and a big beard and that's a big hair. That's what I'm thinking of. Maybe it's the same thing. Okay. But yeah, who knows with, with Joaquin Phoenix, man. He's a really good actor. Uh, I'm not necessarily opposed to playing the Joker, but... Uh, you know who could tell from this interview, honestly. And, and what's weird is like yeah. the raps Jeff Snyder put out. Like I guess it's like a production schedule or something. 
for the uh, for the for this untitled Joker project, Joker Origin project, mm-hmm. and it says that they're they're slated to is slated to begin uh, shooting in May, but they do list it as Young Joker, and I'm like, what about Walking Phoenix? Do you see Young? Yeah, like he's this dude's like in his forties, like forty three. I want to bet. Yeah, he's like he looks haggard. <laughs> I, I last remember him looking kind of young, but it's been a minute since Walk I mean, the Line. You know, the oh first God, third of that movie. Yeah, yeah. and Al- and Alicina, he's like, I mean, he's got like a full beard, and it's like, you know, gray as hell, man. Like, he looks rough, yeah. for real. And I don't know, I mean, I know he probably starved himself or some awful crap for the master, but, dude, he looked rough in that, too. Yeah. Like, real, like, oh, man. That was a good movie, though. Yeah. I'm not sure it's your thing, though. I, I never got... Yeah, I, I never got enticed. So, can I sum up what we're saying with, like, we like him as an actor, but this doesn't make sense yet? Absolutely. I, I mean, the, the guy is clay, man. You throw, he, I don't know, he, he does he does good work. I've never seen him not do good work. It just don't it doesn't make sense yet. Yep, that's how I'm feeling. Uh, so, Greg Berlanti told The Wrap that Booster Gold, his Booster Gold movie, is still in development. Good. He says they're trying to figure out both the distance that we still have to travel and how we want to execute it. He says another factor for the studio is how it's going to fit in to their greater landscape. Nice. Uh, that's really on them. They're still kind of determining their order of business on that end. Uh, and you know, I didn't know that he wrote. I mean, he sorry, he directed that new uh, that new movie, Love Simon, that Fox put out. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, missed that. Well, while while I was stuck up in the mountains mm-hmm. with no internet, mm-hmm. I watched a lot of HGTV. And they kept playing trailers for this for this I don't know sort of a dramedy I guess uh, called Love Simon about this uh, gay kid and uh, him coming out and it's got Jennifer Garner in it and you know it looks like one of those feel good but awful things are going to happen in the movie type of things. Oh no, I've seen that kid's face somewhere. I'm not sure what mm-hmm. I was watching where they added a trailer for that, but I've seen that kid's face somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so good. here's some fun news. Huh? I'm assuming you're you're you still you're still aware of Teen Titans Go to the Movies. I am, and I fear what you're about to say. <laughs> well, <laughs> they have they have cast some of the members of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, Singer songwriter Halsey is going to be Wonder Woman. <laughs> Hip hop artist Little Yachty is going to be Green Lantern. John Stewart. You know it. And Nicolas Cage is going to be Superman. <laughs> Superman lives! <laughs> I, I was... I first saw this that, that news on Facebook. I was just scrolling through. And uh, they said, uh, Nicolas Cage is going to be Superman and Teen Titans Go! And it's just like the, like the number one comment was just someone said, No! Yes, you can control it by will alone. <laughs> if we've learned anything, Internet, it's that you can simply scream at it. <clears throat> yep. And it will do your bidding. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'm excited about that. I think it's really cool. I, it's, I think it's I really know. fun. It's a nice callback, and it sounds hilarious. I, I'm that's I, I'm on board. You're right. I mean, I'm not trying to... Yeah. Uh, I don't mean to sound like a dick about it. That sounds hilarious, and I'm, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, Teen Titans Go to the movies. I mean, Teen Titans Go, if you're familiar with that show, all the, you know, as as tongue-in-cheek as they are, as many callbacks as they make to 
things both behind the scenes and in the books and 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 everywhere. They're a very reverential show, yeah. Very reverential, uh, but not very reverent. No. And uh, and I'm down for this. I'm I I, I think Nicholas Cage's Superman is hilarious, and uh, but I don't have a problem with Teen Titans Go like a lot of people do. Like there are like certain DC fans who are just like super angry about Teen Titans Go because they have jokes so they shouldn't be funny. Yeah. You're going to have to get over that. There are just too many versions of things. <laughs> but you remember a few weeks ago when someone asked Nicolas Cage what he thought of Justice League? Oh, I, I remember, but I don't remember what he said. It, I did, I, I like, I read it one time. I couldn't, I couldn't even paraphrase it. But what I remember is it's a, it's a very kind of, it's almost like he said, yeah, that was a film. Ha ha ha. <laughs> And, and yep. like, he, it was as though, just reading his quote, even, I, I didn't watch his thing, come on, um, it's gonna be Nicolas Cage doing the quote, but exaggerated, so, like, I, I just, just reading his quote, like, he, mm-hmm. he did still sound like he had kind of baggage attached to the movie, yeah. and the timing of, I, I, like, yeah. the timing of this, I'm wondering if someone producing Teen Titans Go didn't just kind of think, oh, shit, let me reach out. Yeah. This guy clearly wanted to be Superman. Let me let me just see if it'll work. Oh my god, it worked. Oh, he absolutely wanted to be Superman. Who doesn't want to be now, Superman? You know, I uh oh me. Well, I uh, know, I know. But like if someone offered you the chance to play Superman, you'd you'd probably do it. Well, if I guess it depends on how how you mean. Like if it was an animation, I was doing the voice, sure. If someone said, "Hey, you want to squeeze into the spandex?" I'd be like, "You know what? I'm not right for the part." <laughs> um <laughs> I think if I, I first of all, someone said, um, "Would you like to play this audio version of Superman?" My first reaction would be like, "You've really got to get your ears checked." But yes, and if someone said, "Would you like to play the live action version of Superman?" My reaction again would be, "You have to get your eyes checked." But yes, mm-hmm. I, I would agree and let it be their problem. Can't can't yeah. think of a better motivation for a workout. Hey, buddy, we're going to need you to put on this skin-tight outfit with the S on front. How do you feel about that? I feel like my entire childhood is judging me. Okay, yeah, hit the gym. Hit the gym. Here's some wheat germ. That's what you got today. <laughs> right. Two ounces. Not two and a half. Two. Two ounces of wheat germ. Looking for that other half like a glutton. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, we are going to head over to television news. And if you're not following us, then you can... Follow us on Twitter. Sorry, I'm going to start that over again. <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to go ahead and start doing some TV news. If you don't listen listen to the TV news portion, thank you for listening this far. Uh, you can follow us over on Twitter at DC on Screen, Instagram at DC on Screen. Uh, we are on Vero, or I am, uh, under David C. Robertson. Um, and we're on Facebook, of course. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't. And uh, leave us some good reviews over on iTunes. That always helps out. All right, so on to Gotham. Yeah. At the Innovative TV Conference in Israel, uh, Fox Chairman Gary Newman talked a little bit with Deadline about uh, where Gotham might sit with an upcoming season. He says, we asked a lot of it this year, moving to Thursday nights, and I thought it did a pretty good job of opening up that night for us. I feel like Gotham should have a place in our schedule. 
Um, but whether or not the new season is coming, he says purely it will purely be a matter of scheduling. Thursday is not available in the fall, so where do we use it? Hopefully, there's more years of Gotham. Good lord. Right. Okay. Like, how do you? What do you think, man? Like that. <laughs> that doesn't sound as hopeful as I think he's trying to make it out to be. No, that's some great A double talk, man. I, I... And it's it has like suffered like a, an actual like ratings dip. Like it has not done well on Thursday. I haven't I haven't gotten to compare it. I don't know. Like there's there's a a normal ratings dip that just happens, and mm-hmm. then on top of that, you've got change of nights and then you I, I guess you have to wait that for like that night and i don't yeah. know i don't know man and now and it's changing nights twice in two years that's not good well but arrows that's what it, that's what nbc I'm did to think about kill the same thing radio yeah but didn't they move it to friday at some point i don't know that's kind of the point no one knew where it was that's true i think i think when it died Until it was titus like, died yeah i think um yeah news radio they killed it I think it was, it died on on a Tuesday. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, David Mazus was uh, talking about some Jerome over on ComicBook.com. He says it really is one of the biggest shocks. I think it's safe to say that this kind of transition is not only the smartest thing, but the biggest kind of surprise that Gotham has thrown at his audience. Gotham loves to kind of have a shocker moment. I mean, I'm sure we'd love to have crazy cliffhangers, but this is one that is not even on the same level as anything we've done before. I mean, the second I read that in the script, I was like, oh my god, yes, that is perfect. We've been asking ourselves this question, is Jerome the Joker? He's obviously uh, acting a lot like the Joker. Is he the Joker? This is a perfect way to answer that, because we don't want to say yes, but we don't want to say no. We don't want to say no because Jerome is so much like the Joker. So what they end up doing is kind of a great balanced way to answer that question and to have Jerome maybe be involved in the creation of the Joker, but have him not be the Joker. He is not the man that will have green hair and a pale face. He is not that man. I think I know what the answer is. Go ahead. Um, I'm not because I read a thing. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I caught like a glimpse of a thing and I went, ah, I wish I hadn't glimpsed that. So I think I have an idea of what they're do- going to do. Mm-hmm. I know too much to actually say because I don't want to actually ruin it. I'll be honest. Um, I don't even want you to tell me. I, I understand. That's why I'm not saying it. Yeah. I would kind of rather guess and, and just enjoy it. Assuming you actually have the answer. It, but um, mm-hmm. from my perspective, that is an intriguing response. And, and it's, it's not unprecedented. They've actually been saying this the whole time. Uh, it's never, it has never been the case that Jerome was supposed to be the Joker. Yeah, they've been saying that the producers have said that the entire time. Um, Mm -hmm. So, it's not news, I guess, in some, some aspect. Uh, But the fact that, it actually, like, the only thing that intrigues me is, like, the fact that David is so, uh, I guess, into it is maybe news. Mm Mm-hmm. What, it, it makes me feel like he's had some scenes described to him or given to him or maybe even done that are really giving him, like, a, a super clear picture of it. Yeah. Because before this, it's, it's been, like, Sarone and, and so-and-so that have been saying, oh, no, it's not it's not him. It's we just, well, This I'll, is, like, our I homage you, to him that's going to get there, though. I will tell you this. Uh, Marina Baccarin, Leslie Tompkins on the show, mm-hmm. she's definitely seen some things. 
Because she was the one talking to the thing and I wish I hadn't read. Mm. Accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you keep that between you and Miranda. Uh-huh. I'm going to choose Bliss. Mm-hmm. All right, so over to Legends of Tomorrow. Um, season 3 finale of Legends will have a few guests. Uh, comicbook.com is reporting that uh, Jax is going to come back. Jonah Hex is going to come back. And Constantine will grace the screen again. I'm going to guess your reactions. Yeah. 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 It was roughly a... (laughs) I hope that was as fun for you guys to hear as it was for me to do. Mm. Uh, So, Violent Bean. Violet Bean. Not Violent Bean. Uh, I call dibs a copyright for Violent Bean. <laughs> That's what her uh, manager Vi- calls her. Yeah. Violet Bean. Jesse Quick is going to be in the Arrowverse yet again, this time on the Wave Rider. And uh, she is going to be with Kenyon Lonsdale, uh, Wally West, and Matt Ryan's Constantine in the 15th episode of Legends of Tomorrow, Romancing the Stone. Coming up next. Yep, yep. Uh, John Noble. He already does the voice of uh, Malus in Legends of Tomorrow, but apparently he's also going to be portraying a version of himself in the episode, or in some episode soon. soon. Um, they're going to work John Noble into the into the show's narrative. Uh, Guggenheim says, We figured out a very Legends-like way to actually get John Noble, the actor, into the show. We're very excited that John Noble will be making a live-action appearance on Legends. He's been voicing our third season's Big Bad, Malice, Malus, whatever. But he won't be appearing as the Time Demon. He'll actually be appearing as himself. It makes total sense in a Legendsy kind of way. Which means it doesn't make sense, but it'll be fun. It's started to make more sense recently. Yeah, I, I'm behind. I'm like four episodes behind. <laughs> as I mentioned on Twitter earlier today to Brent, I just sort of keep panicking and hurry up, hurrying up and watching an episode before they delete it from the site. Yeah, I understand. I... <laughs> I am currently up to date on Legends, and I have to admit, my thought the last few weeks has been, this is kind of the stuff I wish they'd been doing. Oh, good. Good. So, uh, Constantine's animated revival on CWC uh, finally has a premiere date of March 24th. Mm-hmm. All the episodes will drop that day. Of course, we'll They've watch them then. Oh, absolutely. They've also announced that there will be a panel at the same time at WonderCon in Anaheim, with uh, this featuring Matt Ryan and series writer uh, J.M. Dematius. I assume that's how you say that name. Dematius? I'm just going to say that in case I'm right. Right. We've got it covered. Yeah, I don't think I've actually ever heard his name mentioned. Neither have I. Seen it several right. times. Oh, absolutely. Read plenty of that guy's stuff. Yeah. All right, so uh, over to Titans. Dwayne Murphy of Star Trek Discovery will be playing Negative Man of Doom Patrol. Uh, the character synopsis says, A pilot in the Air Force, Larry Trainer, tr- crashed his plane and was exposed to a mysterious negative energy wrapped in bandages to protect those around him. Larry struggles with this strange new power. Down for that. Yep, uh, sounds that good. I didn't have a lot to do. He didn't have a lot to do in, uh, in Star Trek Discovery, but uh, he had a good presence. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's, I, I, don't, I don't know him from anything. So, yeah, cool. I like your endorsement. Yeah, I saw him at a console one time. Oh. And he had a reaction to something, I think. Oh. Yeah. Well, there's something. Um, Titans have, has casted uh, Robot Man, 
Jake Michaels has been cast as Cliff Steele, a.k.a. Robot Man. Uh, I don't know Jake Michaels. I don't either. Neither do I know April Bowlby of Drop Dead Diva, who will be playing Elastigirl in Titans. I don't either. But I'm I'm excited all these names are being casted. I'm excited that things are happening. I like the roles that are being cast a lot. I do. Yeah. Now, TitansTV.net has unconfirmed sources that say that the seventh episode of Titans will be titled Jason Todd. (laughs) Well, sure, that'd be fantastic. Um, I don't, obviously, who knows if that's true? Like, this is a rumor. We don't know. Uh, If you don't know, Jason Todd was the second person to become Robin, and he was murdered brutally by the Joker. And the fans. Um, and the fans. But uh, he is now the Red Hood um, in the comics. So, uh, yeah, uh, I love Jason Todd. He was a dick as Robin, but I like him as oh, Red Hood. Oh, yeah, he's he's growing a whole new life as Red Hood that he did not have as Robin. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, previous to his, his resurrection and, and becoming Red Hood, I would say, you know, he was one of those... Um, he he was great for the for for the character development of of Batman, like Robins and refrigerators. I would say, like nice <laughs> justifiable Robin and refrigerator. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know I, I I like what they're what they're doing with them these last few years. Yeah. Uh, overall, I mean, and Krypton. Like you realize what? You <laughs> think you all right? So like Robin won. <laughs> Oh, you poor boy. I watched a terrible thing happen. I shall take you on as my ward. Robin yeah. 2. You dick, stop stealing my shit. <laughs> I shall take you on because it's less trouble. Robin 3. You figured out what now? <laughs> oh, damn. Damn, Alfred, prepare him a meal. Preferably with chamomile. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we need time to plan for his next attack. <laughs> Over to Krypton. We have a first look at Brainiac and the Skull Ship. Uh, Blake Ritson's Brainiac. Oh my lord, man. This dude looks like Brainiac. He actually... Yeah. He... <laughs> like, this yeah. is the first thing that's actually made me excited <laughs> about the show. I was excited, yeah. <laughs> he, he, looks, <laughs> he looks pretty good. Ritson recently said, Yes, Brainiac traverses the universe in a gigantic Skull Ship, ripping cities out of planets miniaturizing them and placing them on board but he does so in the spirit of conservation in his mind he's committed to the ultimate philanthropic act saving all of create creation in many ways it's analogous to noah plucking out two of every animal to ensure their survival even while knowing that others might perish or must perish mm. um i am i'm i'm down with this with this version of brainiac dude he he looks dope he does he looks good they have a good uh backstory uh begrudgingly admit that I'm I'm excited about that character. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how good Krypton is. But mm. I, I'm okay to... I'm going to keep the begrudgingly until at least see the premiere. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see. Yeah. All right. That's all we've got. That's all I've got for tonight. You have anything else? God, no. <laughs> it's been all months. Right. Sorry. Months, I say. Months? Month, I say. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, guys. Thank you so much for for hanging around and waiting on us to come back with some news. Um, we should be a lot more regular now. Uh, we've we've taken our fiber mm-hmm. con. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've uh, we're getting back into the swing of things. 
dconscreen.com every episode. You can find us on Twitter. You can come follow us. Uh, DC on screen, Instagram, DC on screen. Uh, we're on Facebook, kind of sometimes now. Not a whole lot anymore, but we're around. I try to keep up. If you'll talk at us, we'll talk back at you. And uh, that's going to be it for tonight. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time. TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more.